0: He broke up with me on Instagram So I said Excuse me
1: <laughs> She's pro wrestling's queen
0: of mean But behind the scenes She's got a heart of gold And a lifetime of experiences From no holds barred tales of her relationships and rivalries To conversations with A-list superstars The real Vicky Guerrero Is ready to talk Welcome to Excuse Me The Vicky Guerrero Show Excuse me Welcome to the Excuse Me podcast. Today, everyone, I have a special guest that's part of the women's locker room at AEW. Everyone, my followers, my fans, all the fans of the podcast, please welcome Rebel. How are you, Rebel? Hey, I am good. I just want to let everyone know that you, that whoever's listening to just audio, she looks amazing today. I mean, she looks hot. I do have a background in makeup. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Thank you, Rebel, for joining us. I just want to tell you that um, since joining AEW, I have just been so attracted to your energy and just how great of a role model you are in the women's locker room at AEW. Um, You have quite the background that when I was doing the research for, for you, you you're kind of my role model because you were a former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. And I told you this in person when I was talking to you one of the days that was my dream to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. I mean, how was that experience?
1: It uh, was amazing and brutal at the same time. <laughs> I bet. Uh, yeah. That, you know, I think the way it is today is a little bit different than when it was when I was there, but um It was five days a week, four to five hours a night of training and um, it was very strenuous and um, I I tease about this because I say, um, but I I always say it because in in my, it's like glamorized slavery almost. That's why I (laughs) Yes, it has its perks, but it was um, a lot. Wow.
0: You know, and so your other background that you've had in your uh, history is you're a professional wrestler, you're a makeup artist, you've been a wrestling manager, and you're an actress as well as dancer. You've been yes. quite the busy woman. I
1: am a Jill of all trades.
0: Yeah, you know, and the most, the most important thing that I got attracted to you was that uh, with you being a dancer and an actress, you've done a, quite a few music videos for some really famous people. Yeah, yeah. Got- tell us about that that world that you belong to. <laughs> okay,
1: well, um, so I belong to or, or used to belong to a show group—a uh, dancing, singing, aerial artist, fire twirling. I also twirled fire for them. Uh, uh, it's a show group called Perfect Angels, and and um, these videos, a lot of us are featured in those. And I got to be the lead in Trace Atkins' Honky Tonk Badonkadonk video. He's um, hot. With him live at the uh, a, uh, ACM, ACMA Awards in Las Vegas, um, uh, new music videos, Brooks and Dunn's Play Something Country, and wow. Toby, Toby Keith's High Maintenance Woman. Oh my gosh. For the girls on um, CMT's Jeff Foxworthy show, Foxworthy's Big Night Out, we were the, the, the dancers there that they did in between the skits, the, um, their sketch comedy skits.
0: That's amazing. Now, along with that history that you have and your dance background, you belong to TNA from 2013 to 2018, give or take some of the years. I mean, you went from 2013 to 2016, and then 2017 to 2018, uh, you were in OVW, and then you were part of World Wonder Ring Stardom in Japan, correct? Yes. Wow, that's, that's incredible. I mean, what got you started into wrestling? after being a dancer.
1: <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is is um, being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and doing the dance background, and uh, there's a lot of similarities and, and um, cheering for the Cowboys has definitely prepared me for the wrestling world. And um, uh, there's, um, what was I trying to say? Um, there are definitely similarities and, and um I also played full contact tackle football for the lingerie bowl, which is now called Legends Football League. So yeah. I had a a passion for women kicking butt. Um I lived so far out in the country in Oklahoma that I didn't grow up what I was I didn't have cable <laughs> growing yeah. up, so I didn't grow up watching. Um I I did grow up I had an older I have an older brother and um, he would always talk about the wrestlers i knew of the characters i knew of i knew of it but like i didn't grow up watching it because i didn't i live so far out of the country um so it wasn't until um later in life that i started and i really was planning on um i thought i was at a point in my life where i was ready to get behind the camera and um I had reached out to do see if I could do the makeup and hair for him by Wrestling, and they were like, oh my gosh, you'd be perfect for this role. Um, actually, this was Christy Hemi, who was then- Oh, I the- love Christy. Yeah, yeah, she's one of my best friends, and she was at the time running the women's division. She's like, I have this perfect role for you, um, because uh, she also wasn't in the perfect angels, and they're also known in the biker motorcycle industry, and we oh were we would tour the world, uh, performing at these bike events. And so I, it was at the time when Mike Knox was, uh, leaving uh, aces of AIDS and creating his own faction. They didn't know whether, what it was going to be at the time. Um, but she knew that I was from the biker world. So she thought that would be a perfect fit. And, um, so, um, so I started doing that and they said, Hey, if you want to go stick around, go learn how to wrestle. And I was like, Oh, uh, okay. And so <laughs> I, I fl- Can I cuss? Yeah. I, I flew yeah. my um, or I drove my ass to, to OVW in Louisville, Kentucky. And at the time, I was living in Los Angeles and um, got myself an apartment, started training, and I fell in love with wrestling day one at training and never looked back.
0: That's awesome. So let's take it to today where you are the, uh, I guess, the assistant or the manager or the valet of Dr. Britt Baker. And you were assigned to AEW as a makeup artist, correct?
1: Yes. Okay, yeah.
0: so uh, there's not too many roles that, that that's that's very familiar with this where someone comes in as a makeup artist and then has a leading role on AEW dynamite every week, because by the time I got to AEW, you were having a recurring role every week. How does that happen to where you're doing makeup in the makeup room for all the beautiful women and guys that, you know, need makeup done. And now you're one of the leading characters on AEW dynamite.
1: It is. I, I could only, um, give thanks and praise and, 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 explanation, um, to God. Like that's, I'm, I'm a big believer. I have a huge faith and, yeah. um, uh, that is unheard of. And I can <laughs> toss that up to the Lord almighty, uh, uh handling that. But uh, what happened is Britt was doing a, um, was doing a segment with doing showing her, her dental office and, uh, we were, it was, that was a long day. It was 10 hours. And they, and they wanted to do, like, have an interview, someone speak on her behalf. So she uh, pushed me in front of the camera. And uh, Tony, Tony saw, Khan saw that right away and was like, this dynamic, it, this duo is dynamic, and we got to keep having them together. So that's how it all happened.
0: You know, and it, it was very small at first, you know. And before I joined AEW, I watched every week. And to see the hilarious comedy between you and Britt Baker, it fits so well because Britt pretty much treats you like shit at times, and then you're just so innocent and bubbly and smiling. I'm like,
1: get her! Get her, <laughs> Rebel! <laughs> well, I am very grateful to her, and um, so never want to ruffle the feathers that it gets you jobs, it gets you. Get, puts money in your bank account.
0: (laughs) That's right. And never bite the hand that feeds you, right? (laughs) You know, because you guys have done some great segments. And now you have a shirt, you know, with AEW, you know, the role model and you wear that quite well. And you guys had a great segment for all out pay-per-view. You know, you guys did the segment with Big Swole, which was incredible. Just the the whole, you know, cinematic, you know, photography of that whole segment, it really drew a lot of attention to y'all's storyline how is it to be a lead superstar on AEW dynamite i mean you may not think it's a big deal but being from you know from my point of view you're rocking it and it's such a it's such an accomplishment because you know every week we see you on tv and that's what that's where all the money comes in that's all the action and the stardom and the fame that the fans are are you know noticing you how does that feel because I mean, this is just by you know, like you said, like a you know, just a glim in the wind. You know that they put you on there. Is there is there stress for you, or how do you feel when you walk into work and going, yeah, I'm going to be on TV tonight?
1: <laughs> it, I mean, it feels like a dream come true. You know, I mean, I know I've done a lot of stuff um, in the entertainment industry, and, and 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 it's not my first time being on TV, but yeah. to be honest, to be working for this company who values all the people that work for them um who create such a camaraderie uh backstage and and are so supportive um it just it feels like a dream job and it also feels like such a blessing to get to be back on back in front of the camera um i feel like every time i get behind it i think just God telling me like no you're meant to be in front of the camera i don't know why you're not getting it <laughs> so it's such a blessing and it's such a dream come true a feeling every time That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And and also what's great too is that by by one of your segments, uh, Britt Baker had announced that you were going to stand in her place, you know, to face Swole. So which in turn turned around you creating this fantastic gear, which I put on one on my social media of of the black gear that you designed with all the rhinestones. And everyone was just telling you how beautiful you looked, and you rocked it that night. You went out there and did a match. It. Everyone was kind of waiting to see what you know Rebel was going to do, and it was just—it was amazing because not only have you set yourself up, you know, just to be Britt Baker's, you know, manager, now you're actually a wrestling superstar for AEW. I mean, you just keep climbing the ladder, and it's just one accomplishment that is.
1: Oh, it was so sweet. Thank you,
0: Vicki. Oh, <laughs> well. I mean, I put empowering women on here. It's my show, so you. <laughs> I am so happy to have you on my show and just to highlight you because from the two months I've been at AEW, you just keep, you know, escalating. And that's what it's all about is taking your dream and just going for it, you know, and not having, not caring what anyone else is doing or or saying or,
1: or listening to you. And, and, and believing that it's never too late. Like I keep trying to like maybe it's, you know, you know, it's too late for me and I should, you know, do other things, you know, and I just keep, you know, I keep getting pushed, you know, back to what I've always, my first passion, you know, which yes. is wrestling and, and, and entertainment and um, entertaining people. And uh, I just keep, I wake up and I'm just like, this is my life right now. This is crazy, <laughs> you know, I'm What's loving it moment of it and that gear by the way I feel like a superhero in in that gear and I gotta thank Sandra for Uh, making that I call her my my uh wrestling fairy godmother because she made me this gear and um Justin Domish designed it I, I gave him the things that I wanted but um he made it you know his style so I just those two are just amazing and I just felt I felt so special that night in, in that gear and had amazing. getting to wrestle in the ring even though it you know might have been a disappointment you know I didn't win and then um, but it I, I definitely was not ready and I hopefully if there's a next time I will be ready. Um, Absolutely.
0: And, you know, we're talking about Sandra Gray, who, who put your gear together and she's a seamstress for AEW. Now, how is the difference uh, performing as a dancer, you know, on a huge arena such as the AT&T Stadium, you know, or the Dallas Cowboys versus inside a wrestling ring for AEW audience? What What's the differences you can see that are very, um, you know, the good and bad, you know, because there's got to be some different nervousness, you know, that goes along with two different You know
1: entertainment industries um i believe it's the same kind of nervousness (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it might be um to me though the crowds are are the same and yes um you know right now they're not uh due to the pandemic but when aew was like they were bringing in ten thousand people crowds like like no problem and that is the same feeling of being in um, the Cowboys stadium you know it's a it's just massive wall of fans um, and the adrenaline coming up in between <laughs> uh, uh, it might be a little bit more nerve wracking um, with wrestling because if you're having a singles match or a tags match you're, you're a little bit more singled out all eyes are on you and yeah. you can't up. With the Dallas Cowboys, there's, you know, 30 to 40 girls out there. So maybe you can, you know, be camouflaged in a little bit. (laughs) So this is a little bit more stressful being um, very few people out there in the spotlight at at one time.
0: So what do you see yourself um, if, if Britt told you, if Dr. Britt Baker said, hey, Rebel, um, y'all are on TV and said, who do you want your next match to be with? Just a singles match. Who would you pick out of the women's roster if you had to choose someone to have a match with for, you know, the next Dynamite?
1: Well, I, you know what? I have never thought about this. I mean, yes, like, I got her, folks. I think I think about each wrestler having a match with them, but I just didn't think about who would I choose first. Um, I mean, I think it would be uh, a dream to have a match with Sheeta. She's the women's champion, oh. right? And um, she always produces. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she, her matches are are always top notch. So I think that would be a good start.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go straight to the top and get the championship. And why why mess <laughs> around with the other roster? <laughs> Okay, Rebel. So we have some fans that submitted some emails to you and you have quite the following. And I just wanted to know there's a lot of love for you. So I picked out a few that we're going to, um, that we're going to have you answer. So Paige Bihana uh, asked you uh, from Hotmail, what's it like working for my hometown girl, Dr. Britt Baker? Be honest.
1: (laughs) Working um, with Britt? Yeah. Dr. Baker? Dr. Our, Brent Baker. Our role model, our face of AEW's Women's Division. Uh, <laughs> she is a hoot. She is <laughs> so great. <laughs> I love, love working with her.
0: Good. Okay. Uh, let's see. God Chasers PR asked, What does a normal workout look like before a TV taping? And what are you. Where are you, I don't know what he says, where do you go for sets? I don't know what he says by that, but what's a normal day look for you at a TV taping? I thought you said, where do we go for sex?" What did you say? Sets, S-E-T-S. Come on, oh. Rebel, get your mind out of the gutter. Goodness, oh my <laughs>
1: What? It's so just turned opposite now. <laughs> no sets before taping. <laughs> um, training. Um, it's you know it depends on what I've done for the week. I don't think there's ever a typical day because I think it's always changing. Depends on what I'm doing on the show that that day. It depends on what I've done that week already. Um, so, but nonetheless, I'm always getting in the ring on the on the show days and, and training and and so if anything happens last minute, I'm prepared. You know, at least I've gotten a little warm up in in the ring, and um and That's always a must.
0: Yeah. And that's something that I've always told in my interviews that Dustin Rhodes works with you girls, like from 11 to like almost two in the afternoon, if not longer. And, you know, I I'm not a wrestler. So I sit there and I'm doing character development and, you know, looking at the girls, but you guys work so hard and he loves y'all so much To Give y'all, you know, all the drills and different ideas and and you know the wrestling moves, and you work your ass off every time we're at TV. And I I see your dedication. You're there early and you are the last one to leave, and it's it's showing it's showing in your work, you know. And Dustin says, you know, even though they're voluntary, when you show up, that's when you want it. And I think he gets so excited when the girls do get there and they're ready to work because he's like, I don't even know what to say because. You know, I mean, you put something voluntary. you don't know if anyone's going to show up. But you girls, all the women's locker room just is just there all the time. And it's exciting. He he just he has a smile on his face when he's working
1: with you girls. Get the opportunity to get hands on like one of like not one on almost one on one. Basically, private training from Dustin Rhodes is yeah. why would you pass that up? Um so naturally yes I'm going to I want to get there early so I can get suck all the knowledge out of his yeah. um, and and same with you Vicky you're there every time too and that just says so much out of your character about your character is that you you know you, you might not be getting in the ring or training with us but you're there you're taking down notes you're you're supporting us you're watching the entire time you as well get there early stay there late and um and to get Uh, advice and 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 your opinions too is means so much like why wouldn't we take that opportunity to learn from the the vet the business you know thank
0: you yeah the women's division is growing so much better each week and I love being a part of it even if you know just to be around you guys and I you know I don't care what job you have if you're part of the women's division you should be there you know and it's a group it's a team and and i each week i just see you and these girls just get you know try different things and i'm like i'm like a mom like yeah! <laughs> you know, I'm excited. so it's just a great time for the girls to empower each other and to push each other and you know give the support when they're having a bad day i think that's so important especially for a long day at AEW you know, because we do the tapings and dark and there's it's a busy day for everyone but i think that when we have that you know, motivational time, I think it's just so incredible to share before we start our busy day. I'll never
1: forget that,
0: I think it it was
1: the, I think the first time that I was going to be uh, having any physicality in the ring and you, um, just having you, I remember you being uh, ringside and I could hear you heckling. (laughs) I pitched foot and I know I should have been mad at that but I felt some kind of comfort to have you there. And it's like like the big having the big sister there and it just was comforting, even though it was a mean heckle at me, like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just a role, but I was really proud of you. (laughs) Okay, let's go to the next question. Um, Harry Ruiz asked you, uh, what are your top unforgettable, what's one top unforgettable moment both on the NFL sideline and one in wrestling as of today? What would be your, your highlight?
1: Um, ch- cheering for the NFL. Um, I, d- I don't know that I have a, I don't know if I have a highlight on the field, uh, but a highlight during my training was like, uh, getting to be—I just don't feel like I'm always the top pick for things. Like I'm a Jill of all trades, but a master of none. So, <laughs> getting to getting picked, chosen to be the uh, the cover girl to like the cover girl of their swimsuit calendar they put out every year was such an honor um, to be chosen. Um, wow. it, it really was something else, and um, and for. Wrestling, I think one of my top moments in wrestling is. Um, I will, I'm going to give two. Um, one, getting to wrestle Gail Kim before she retired. Like, that was an honor. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and two, uh, getting to be uh, part of the first ever women's. Um, um, oh, lethal lock. Lethal lock. Oh, nice the Lockdown and Impact Wrestling, so that was an honor to get to be a part of some a first that they've ever done. You know, in 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 that. So uh, those two stand out right now on the spot.
0: That's amazing. Okay, so we have an email from Miranda Flores. Uh, let's see. You already talked about going from a um, a trailer to a wrestler. Uh, did you do any training while being at DCC uh, to uh, prepare for? To try out for the dancer, Is there a special training?
1: Um, well, I had fifteen years of cheerleading background, so um, wow. I was prepared in that way. But the uh, the process to audition is like a three week process. So not only do you have to uh, be flexible for your the kick line and, and the jump split, uh, you have to Ouch. memorize photography, You have to come and bring your own your own. Um, uh talent or routine and uh you also have to take written tests you have to take written tests on um, uh politics you have to take a a test on football you have to take a test on history of the dallas cowboys you have to know all the nfc and afc teams uh you have to know every word you have to write out every word to the star spangled banner you have to know uh current events and um, because they don't just want a pretty bimbo shaking yeah. their butt headlines, They guidelines. Right. they want intelligent women <laughs> um, who have jobs, careers, or, or students. You know, the, uh, there's a lot of criteria that you have to meet to become a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader.
0: Wow, that's incredible. You know, I still watch that show. And it's it's uh, the two ladies, that are still on there. I don't know their name. but
1: uh, Judy. Yeah,
0: they're just, I mean you can see them crying to like, you know, ladies go, and it's, I just, I told you that my own personal story is that I was getting ready to out for the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, and then two weeks before I was supposed to try out, I got pregnant with Eddie and I's first daughter, and so I was just like, all right, God, I wasn't supposed to be a cheerleader. <laughs> I, my life just moved to another direction, <laughs> but <laughs> I've, I've always loved it. I love that whole team and they're the only ones that just really highlight their cheerleaders. So I just, I fell in love with you when I first met you. I'm like, she's going my cheerleader. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do um, one more from your fans from Alicia Landis. What was it like working with Courtney Rush?
1: So that's my, my cuz and, really? um, and, she is amazing, like I always go to her um, for advice about wrestling too, she's been wrestling for a really long time, um, I respect her in the ring, and she's just a good a good human being. So, um, a moral thumbs up from my cousin, Courtney. Okay, nothing,
0: nothing like family.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: Rebel, so what would be your one advice for um, a lady who is watching your interview that sees all your goals and accomplishments in dancing and wrestling, what would be your one item of advice to give them if they wanted to be a wrestler?
1: Um, I would first ask what's their hesitation and what's their concerns because everyone then I would give, I think I would give a different uh, advice on that. So I would just say, I, I feel like mine is that it's just never too late to, to try to go for Amen. it.
0: That's, that's good advice. Um, you know, so this is, that uh, we have a, uh, a speed round that I love to do with your guests, with my guests on the show, but I want to ask you, you know, I just want to give a little bit of, uh. AEW history, since I am the manager for Nyla Rose, you know, the native beast, there's yes. going to be a day that we're going to face you and Brett in the ring.
1: Are you Ooh. nervous? Boy.
0: You, you know, it's going to come to that, you know, because you're, you're on our list to, like you know, at least tangle with a little bit in or out of the
1: ring. Well, Vicki, you know, this is what I always say is that d- nothing personal but when it's in the ring, all like I, I'm not friends with anybody. All
0: respect know? is off, right? <laughs>
1: all is fair in love, war, and wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> so I think you can sit here and laugh and have a good time. But when when it's the ring time, it, the all bets are off. Yeah, I just want to say I feel sorry
0: for you and Brett when neither Rose gets a hold of y'all. That's all I'm gonna say. We'll see. You
1: know. <laughs> Doctor, the doctor is always prepared. She does her research. She's always got tricks up her sleeve. So I have no stress, no worries because I know the doctor will see Nyla now. Oh,
0: <laughs> well done, well done. Okay, Rebel. Where can uh, we're gonna do our speed round? So you ready for this? Okay. Okay. So what's the what's rules so, to the speed round? Uh, What's something you could eat for a week straight? Doritos. (laughs) Name a word that starts with the letter Q. Uh, Q Q-tip. Have you ever tasted soap? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Cake or pie? Cake. If you ever took a vacation, would it be a ski trip or a beach? Beach. Beach. And if you had one superpower, would you be invisible or fly? I think fly. Nice. All right. Well done. All right, Rebel, where can all my fans and followers follow you so they can support you in your future endeavors?
1: Uh, Twitter and Instagram are at Rebel Tanea. And you spell that eight. uh, (laughs) That's not how you spell it. You spell it at sign R E B E L T A N E A. And what's the story behind uh, when you say it's Rebel,
0: not Reba? What started all that chaos?
1: So um, Dr. Baker um <laughs> didn't get my name wrong. And she calls me Reba instead of Rebel. And I let her do that <laughs> because she basically and, um, but my name is Rebel. It's Rebel, not Reba, guys. It's Rebel, not Reba. Thank you.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Rebel, I just wish you so much love and success. And I look forward to every week being in the locker room with you. And I love you to pieces. And you're so motivating to me. And I'm so proud of how far you just keep reaching the next level every week at AEW. And um, I, I just, I'm honored that you're on my show. And thank you for sharing your day with me.
1: Oh, thank you, Vicki, for having me. Thank you for thinking of me to come on. It's, this has been such a great uh, interview. I normally get big, big, big anxiety, and I, that's why I don't do po- I don't do a lot of podcasts. But this has oh. been very easy, and um, you made me feel really good. <laughs> so well, you, you should because you deserve it. You should. Thank you
0: work hard. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you. God bless you, Reba. We'll see you um, next week at work. Yes! You do All right, me. All right. Yeah. bye Rebel. Bye. bye. Thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excuse me Vicky. Or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and email us at, at outlook.com with questions or comments. Until next time, excuse me!